Oh, that's right. I should start recording. Uh, thank you, D, for reminding me. Uh, that was the whole point of fixing the friggin' recorder. Thank you, D. Uh, so anyway, ladies and germs, by the way, we have Fang. That's the beginning of the show. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, do feel free, uh, folks, uh, if you'd like to hop on here. That's one of the nice things about this show is that it's uh, sort of a communal effort, basically. It's not just me talking. It's not just Fang talking. A lot of, t- a lot of times people will get a chance to ask questions and, and make some comments and perhaps share stories of uh, Gage Green or other uh, uh, genetics that Fang has worked with, uh, uh, that they've worked with themselves. Uh, that's always a pleasure. I know breeders really like, I certainly like to hear uh, success stories. Uh, you know, every once in a while you like to hear a war story, a, a failure perhaps. Uh, those can be amusing as well sometimes. Uh, uh, Heroes of the Farm. He always uh, posts uh, zeros of the farm. That's pretty amusing, honestly, uh, when people can take it in stride, when they just everything just goes tits up, right? Anyway, uh, ladies and germs, uh, welcome, my friends. Uh, welcome, Poor Pizza Day. Welcome, uh, Crime More Grows. Welcome, Chasmanian Devil. Welcome, guys. But Kilowatt's already in the house. And, of course, Dr. Dr. Dank420. Sorry for muddling your name there. Uh, ladies and germs, I'm going to post the link here in, uh, in a second. Again, the rule is basically please do uh, feel free to hop on if you are a regular. Basically, you know who you are. You've been on the show before. Uh, if you've never been on the show before, if you've never been on the panel basically before, uh, please just ask nicely. Honestly, that's that's the least you can do, frankly. And like I said, we just won't let you in. You just you won't be able to get in. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to ask nicely. Well, you won't get let in. That's all there is. But if you do ask nicely, there's a very high chance you're going to get let in. You'll get a chance to talk to Fang. How often can you say that? Uh, by the way, don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. Thank you, Dee, for showing that. It's really the only commandment we really need. Uh, we do have sort of a secret commandment that goes behind that. It's sort of on the other side of, of don't be a dick. Uh, don't bullshit, honestly. Like, if you caught a 12-inch fish, just tell us about the 12-inch fish. If it was an 8-inch fish, tell us about the 8-inch fish. That'll be an amusing story in and of itself. Don't make stories up about your grows and your gardens and your this and that. Just tell us the truth. That's more interesting. Far more interesting. You can certainly tell more details that way. You don't have to remember the lies. It's a lot more interesting. So please, don't bullshit. Don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. Don't be an asshole. That's all it is. It's really, really simple to be on this show. Uh, I did say that I was going to post the link, and then I promptly did not do that. Uh, ladies and germs, let me post the link now so that I don't make myself a liar yet again. Uh, here we go, and I'm going to pin myself here. Uh, why don't we start with a brief introduction? I think everybody pretty much knows who you are by now, Fang. Uh, but uh, welcome to the show, and then we'll go around the panel, and then we'll get into the, the discussion. What's going on, Fang? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having Pleasure me again. It's always Cheers, buddy. Time. Yeah, I mean, introduction. My name is Fang Michael. Um, I'm the owner of Genetic Designer, Gage Green Group, Seed Bank International, uh, Nursery, Big Cloud, and uh, the Organic Hub, amongst uh, a few others. Um, basically, I've been in this industry for about 15 years. Started selling weed when I was 15. <laughs> I'm 34 now, hmm. so it's been a lifelong passion and just honored and to be immersed in this community and in this plant and to have been gifted such an amazing, I guess, uh, experience through cannabis. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So thanks for having me here and uh, hopefully we can get some good discussions going and always appreciate the organic vibes here and uh as you know i'm fully in support so whatever you guys want to talk about um there's nothing really that that we couldn't discuss so appreciate you guys for having me 
Cheers. Uh, by the way, folks, I've been having trouble for some reason. Zoom or uh, YouTube is is filtering my own comments. It's kind of bizarre. Uh, so I'm trying to. I'm now I'm logged into the right account, and and somehow now it's gonna let me pin it. It's so bizarre. Why is YouTube so aggressive with this stuff lately? Well, anyway, uh, uh, whatever the reason is, there we go. The, the comment is pinned, my friends. That's the link. Uh, the password is, by the way, 42420. If it does not automatically compete, complete, complete. There we go. Uh, the password is always for this show, 42420. Uh, just one big word. Uh, like I said, if you guys have never been on the show before, uh, please just ask nicely in the chat. That'll be fine. Uh, and uh, like I said, 99% chance I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, please hop on there. It'll be nice. Uh, it'll be super fun to talk to you. Uh, but if you are a regular, welcome to hop on here. You know how it goes. Uh, goes, ladies and germs. Uh, D, welcome, my friend. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, chat? What's going on, panel? Cheers to all the people in chat. Cheers to everybody lurking in the background, smoking a joint, hitting the bong, doing a dab, doing some work, maybe some gardening. Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, I was going to say something, now I forgot what it was, of course. I'm smoking on the joint. Um... I hope everybody's having a great night, and oh, don't forget to like uh, like me on and find me on Instagram at dzombie underscore d underscore zombie underscore, and also uh, subscribe to my YouTube chat dzombie underscore seven four five as I do go live once in a while, and don't forget as always hit like like subscribe and hit the bell for this channel and Primo's other channels to uh you notified when we go live yeah, man. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. good to see you buddy captain what's going on <clears throat> uh, another day here in paradise mm -hmm. they stopped by to repair the leak in my apron again but the thing is is the guy went to dig up that area and he actually hit the pipe again, and they just fixed that and left. Hmm. They didn't go back to the one that was leaking. <laughs> nice. Oh, so but sir, you didn't say you wanted me to fix the pipe. Back. That's awesome. No. Well, I did, but they just put another hole in it. <laughs> awesome. So we're just, uh, you know come to hang out and we've got a great guest today i've got some great questions to ask him about uh -huh. his business and how it's all kind of put together and you know what type of new genetics he's looking forward to and moving into the new year of 2024 because I know Michael likes to be on the forefront, mm. but also likes to keep those older strains too. So All good it's questions, going to be Captain. A really interesting yeah. day to day. All good questions. We can start Thank with any you, of them, uh, Captain. Uh, which one would you prefer? For example, the new genetics. Which new genetics is he excited for? What would you rather ask, Captain? Well, let's uh, let's start off by maybe going to the basics. Uh, we know that you have uh, cloning genetic projects. How big is your clone mother and clone facility, or do you have it broken up into different segments? Oh, you're muted, Fing. So it's to 
answer your question in the best way I can. I have, I have many partners and I have, we're definitely a group that consists of more growers than just me. So the, you know, that has allowed me to leverage more canopy space beyond my own. What I operate is very it's it's not it's minimal crap. it's minimal it's um limited lighting it's limited plant count let's just say it's legal i after 2017 i kept my garden under the plant count to prove that i could do it and ultimately it's allowed me to focus on a boutique studio like setting where I'm not spread too thin and I'm focusing on what's in front of me. So I've ultimately been able to perfect a limited canopy, limited plant count, limited light facility, which is my home. Uh, we, I call it my atelier, which is French for studio. It's our all in one. Right. Like if I had too many facilities and I was and I had all these different grows, it really wouldn't be a, a, a work of efficient. art. It, it wouldn't be efficient. And my true belief is that the industry crashed because we over we um, everyone went over scale. And it's and I think that that's this innate greed to commoditize to me i think um the approach of having like a smaller grow where you can focus all your attention into is what art is about it's like similar to um a sh uh, cobbler back in the 1800s that could focus on producing the finest shoe and could make a living making the finest shoe and wouldn't have to essentially make hundreds if not thousands of shoes to a year just to get by which is which is what you know most people are wearing these days is shoes made by child labor in foreign countries and so i want to bring back you know I, i've had this discussion with you guys like the idea of luxury the idea of real true boutique and craft and I feel like the only way to do that is with a limited situation. And so I've kept my mother library small and um, precise, only the very, very best make it. And that has allowed me to only work with the winners, um, has allowed me to have like a higher standard of care and, and selection than I think others. So anyways, yeah, like I, um, so to answer your question, really, it's it's quite small. Um, my maybe have three lights worth of moms. Um, I have a, a a rack or two for clone and 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 veg or teens. I don't. I'm not not like if thousands you, deep. <laughs> if you saw what I operated, you'd be like, wow. 
I've had billionaires come over and look at my grow and say, you, you did all, you do all of that in this. And, and yet I do, I have the same grow as everyone else. And I think that's but, what makes you unique. Is that and you also, you so. also work with other people that may hold other mother plants or do other work for you too. So it's more like a collective coming together. Yes. To form. But, but to a very minimal extent, like for example, all the seeds that you ever buy from me were, will be, have been made in my garden, right? Like, I'm not going to outsource my cloning. I'm not okay. going to outsource my seed production. I'm not going to outsource anything beyond maybe selection. I'm open to um, the selecting the opinion of others. And I'm open to um, just like, like other people growing things, selecting genetics. And then I will run them in my garden and see if it works based on my situation. And then it will enter like a breeding situation. So it's like, I am still very, very, very picky. Like I don't, tr even if it was a good grower that gave me a clone, that doesn't, that's not enough for me to breed with it. Or I have to veg it and flower it probably over the course of a year or more before I can tr put enough emphasis into it to want to even you know, breed it to a future generation. That's like, that goes towards like my standard of uh, selection and not just breeding with something because someone told me it was good or that it has hype or that it grew well in my garden once or twice has to really, really, truly prove itself. And that's the reason you basically said it right there you need to run something through your garden for a few runs. And that's what I think really separates a lot of people. And I think that's what really justifies a higher amount for a cutting or clone because the time has gone into that. And if, you've grown it out and you've deemed it not, you know, the abilities to join that small selective craft group that you have already. Right. Like I, so like you're, I, you're putting time in. Yeah. I won't release any hype strain unless it's been in my garden and perfected and pr truly proven itself. Like we had the, I had, and always have, you know, the, the newest hype genetics, but I won't breed with it just until I not only have tested it and, and shown that it is truly elite, but furthermore, I want it fully adapted to a probiotic and organic environment. I want its genetics epigenetically um, reinvigorated and the expression to be turned back on. Uh, based on your criteria of what makes something worth more, the time the emphasis the stand the the level of like care is not just 10 to, to 50 times more it's a thousand times more and everything we do i know we mentioned efficiency but it's not always about efficiency here it's about well perfection 
it's about honoring the plant it's it's about following our intuition and so art isn't always about efficiency but i am very efficient as a human being and as a worker and and i am very efficient but it's it's often more than that but i will say for a fact that not all my processes are efficient is it is it efficient to take longer is it efficient to spend more is it efficient to have the most expensive inputs right well it depends what your definition of efficient is sure it is it is efficient to be correct it is efficient to be proper and that's what i i seek above all else is to do things correctly and to put out a quality product every time right. or try to right like when you put ev everything you can into something and it still doesn't come out good i mean that you've pretty much put done everything you, that you you have you don't leave yourself any excuse then it's by the by the will of god but in my experience when you put that much love and care and attention to detail into something i mean you, you have works of art so that's the that's the kind of mentality that's led us here I yeah, I know. I've, I've just seen me. a... Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Oh, no. I was just going to say, though, I do have um, like a tissue culture partner. I do have herbal an herbalist partner. I have manufacturers. I have um, individuals that help me with sourcing uh, inputs and such. So there is a lot that I'm... Within this atelier concept, I do outsource um, some of my work and such as you know, some of the formulations for the herbs and some of the formulations for my nutrients, I do um, consult with the experts and have experts, the, the very best of the best help me with those projects. So we are a collaborative project as well. By the way, nice. welcome, uh, welcome, bud. <coughs> Cheers, Good bud. Here. Yeah, Good to see hi, you. everyone. Good to see you. Hello. Hola. Speaking of Hello. the, if I can interrupt for just a second, why is this so freaking quiet? Uh, speaking of the, there we go, that's a little better. Uh, speaking of the sort of nutrient process, how how fastidious are you about that whole process? We were kind of talking about organics beforehand, and I feel like there's so many different paths in organics anymore, uh, and it, it intrigues me to see how there are some people who are very, very active in the feeding of their organic process, where, whereas I'm actually quite the opposite. I've, I've basically 
uh, I, it, it's not like I don't provide any kind of nutrition. Like I often uh, grind up some aloe uh, uh, fronds, like a whole aloe arm or whatever, and then add that to the water. But I don't specifically feed hardly anything, and I get pretty good results. And I'm sure you get pretty good results too. So it's it's just intriguing to me how there are so many different uh, paths to the same uh, goal, perhaps. And I'm just curious, basically, are you would you say it like a very active feeder in terms of uh, 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 providing nutrients of all different kinds and so on? Uh, that's a good question. I would say that it, um, it depends. So like feeding and not feeding is, um, is a matter of in organics, how much root mat, how much soil, uh, volume you have versus the size of the plant and the nutrient composition of the soil or the chemical composition of the soil. So when I have, and my opinion is that you want your plants to be running, you want them to be growing fast. So I like to keep my plants growing. I don't really like them to, to just keep them cut back in the same pot long, momming and becoming kind of old in the pot and woody. I like to keep it fresh. Hmm. But I also um, can't keep repotting a plant all the time. What I've my rule of thumb is that the canopy, or the size of the um, canopy of the plant, roughly the leaf area, is larger than the root area. So if you see the tree of life, it's got the same. It's symmetrical above and below, right? So mm. it's got the same number of branches as it does roots. Well, if there's too many, if the branches, there's too many branches and the root is bound up in a smaller pot, then you have to feed because um, you essentially have to add more to the bottom to make up for what's what's lacking there, which is soil and, and food. Um, now, if you were to flower the plant <coughs> when it's like about a third the size of the pot, and then you let it flip and you get two months to grow and it grows into the size of the pot. Then you really don't have to feed. Water only is really perfect, is really just enough for that. And that's timing. Timing and kind of like judge being able to judge how big a plant is going to grow and how it's going to fill in the canopy and such. But if the canopy above is too big and thick, and then you don't have a lot of root mass and your plants are tall. Like, I mean, I at times will grow plants that are like eight, nine feet, 10 feet tall. I have high ceilings. I used to have my, my lights up all the way up like 10 feet. Um, and uh, I had massive plants. And those, when they started exceeding the size of the pot, I would usually have to supplement so that's kind of like where i'm at is like depending on the situation mm. now also if i wanted to not deplete the soil as hard i might supplement in between um waterings even if i didn't have to just to keep that soil amended so that's so those are just a few things that came to mind when you said that 
Sorry, getting text messages from a friend today of kind of an important subject, or I would tell her to fuck off, but at the moment it is actually important. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I've come to the conclusion, uh, this is not like a, a permanent thought of mine, this is not necessarily something I'm going to take to the bank forever and ever, but my current kind of thinking is that basically the bacteria in the soil, uh, well not just the bacteria, but the microlife in the soil, uh, let's just let's just say bacteria just for the sake of argument, okay, that is a little bit too many texts at the moment, uh, but the, the microlife is what basically feeds the, the plants, and that essentially uh, the nutrients basically for all intents and purposes don't matter. They do matter, obviously. There is more fertile soil and less fertile soil. You'd have to be stupid not to see that but uh, uh, in theory the the nutrition in the soil really isn't the issue it's really the more of an issue of uh, the microbial life basically the whole microbial community and if that microbial community is really vibrant and alive basically then the plants are I think super super uh, they, they absorb nutrients super readily they can basically uh, absorb them anytime they want they have no shortages whatsoever whereas if the soil is quite paltry of micro life then the, the, the plants really have to struggle quite quite a bit uh, I don't know do you have any thoughts on that I realize that's very far afield of, of uh, the specific thoughts of genetics and everything else but I feel like not very many people talk about uh, organics these days uh, I've heard other well, people in the past say that it was the micro life period and at the time I didn't believe them so anyway I'll let you talk sorry I wrote one of the uh, first articles about PNSB um, in collaboration with microbe life back in like 2014 2015 and it was published in skunk and that was what led um, what led to the development of the probiotic farmers alliance and Grokashi Bokashi, um, which I'm a founder of. And so we, we, we taught probiotic farming back in 2014. Actually, it was about around 2012 to 2014 um, to help combat a lot of the problems that the Northern California farmers were um, experiencing at the time. And through that, we experimented with sub-irrigation and, um, ev and even growing in the complete anaerob anaerobic environments, such as the um, earth boxes. Hmm. Uh, I believe we were like the first to demonstrate the, the proficiency of the earth box and cannabis, which is essentially an anaerobic bladder or um intestine that's sub irrigated and can fuel entire plant with just water right but it's not just water and it's not just microbes it's a lot of compost too right so the the, the microbes still have to eat however we've also come to find out that microbes can fixate nutrition from the air and you have nitrogen in um the uh air and then you have oxygen and carbon for your carbohydrates. So everything is in the air, hence your air plants and your, a lot of your, uh, like say bamboo, they can grow in just water. So the microbes play are a hundred percent the key, um, but you still have to feed the microbes to a certain extent. Um, a plant can still outgrow an earth box essentially.
but the microbes can do a lot. They can basically grow a perfect plant. Um, and you are hundred percent when you say like, it's all determined by the microbes. So we've, the, what the plant needs, the microbes know. And they are essentially, I refer to them like the gods and goddesses of the angels of our realm that essentially protect us. And um, in, they're the unseen forces. What is this guy's name? I need to have him on the show one of these days. Dr. James White, I think is his name. Uh, where do I have it? It's going to take me too long to find this video. Uh, but I've been watching his uh, rhizophagy videos recently. I had him... Dr. James White, that's what it is. Dr. James White Jr., Professor James White Jr., my apologies. Uh, anyway, he talks about how... Uh, this microphone is so weirdly insensitive or sensitive. Anyway, he talks about how uh, plants actually farm microbes. So just like we farm the plants, the plants actually farm the microbes. And he talks about this entire soil cycle, basically, whereby the, the very much misunderstood, I think people, I certainly didn't understand it this way at all. Now, let's say, for the sake of argument, he is doing this for like for real research at his university but you know it is basically just research so far it's not maybe a fucking law of the universe necessarily but he proposes essentially that plants literally uh entice microbes into their uh, uh roots basically uh not necessarily the endophytic microbes that actually live and kind of coexist in the in the uh plants but this happens to them as well they they bring these microbes into the roots and then basically blast them with superoxides and dissolve the 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 microbes uh in in the roots thereby actually uh freeing up the nutrients that are inside the microbes and sucking them up basically and eating these microbes or eating these nutrients fascinating right uh so basically You're that they can actually kill microbes yeah so that's the idea yeah so basically, essentially right inside and right outside the root zone, they basically expel this superoxide, basically a double oxide. And that's a very reactive uh, molecule that apparently just zaps the, the cell walls of the, the microbes, uh, apparently even fungus and a number of other organisms, uh, and uh, basically just opens up a bag of nutrients, essentially, like a Ziploc bag or something. Isn't that fascinating? Seriously really is so it, it not only releases the food but it also releases the um the superoxides like you say yeah. that harvest them yeah um and i don't know so, probably by being reactive i would assume it probably oxygenates the soil and stuff like that it's very very interesting uh, a lot of us understood it very differently and you know you hear about all kinds of uh well you hear from uh, synthetic growers all the time they say oh nutrients are nutrients well, from this, actually, on some level, they, they actually have a point. Like, the plants are still sucking up nutrients, right? But on another hand, on the other hand, uh, it's not, because the plant, in this case, is the boss, as opposed to basically the plant being, uh, you know, like foie gras with the, the French ducks, where they basically have a funnel and just feed the duck as much as they possibly can uh, with the grain, and then basically it gets uh, fatty. They essentially, by overfeeding the duck, they get fatty liver. Uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm reminded of every time I, I think about synthetic growing. Don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for synthetic growing. It's not like it's the devil or something. But every time I think about it, I think about those ducks in France that get force-fed grain and basically get this big old fatty liver. Uh, is that a useful product? Yes. Is, is that seemingly intentionally cruel? I mean, for many people, yes. So it's, it's one of those kind of fraught arguments. Um, 
I guess this isn't even a question, is it, Fang? Sorry. Uh, do, you, do you have a thought on that? I don't know. Sometimes we just kind of freeform discuss here on this show. I don't know. It was very interesting to me to read about this. Um, Go ahead. It's, it's interesting. I mean, we're, 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 I was going to say something about Salvestros and how the plants create, have their own immune system, too, to fight off pathogens. Um, but when we suppress that with fungicides, uh, we are not allowing the plants to fight off their own diseases. Mm. And then in such, the plant doesn't have immune system, doesn't produce the chemicals required that to fight off those pathogens. Not only that, but don't forget, there is a basically a hundred percent chance let's call it a very high chance that in using those fungicides uh, you are not trained you are not basically like a professional probably would get a hundred percent treatment from the fungicide but uh, almost every pesticide does not have a hundred percent treatment first of all and if you are essentially incompetent in one way or another you don't know how to apply it properly or you don't apply it enough times kind of like people do with antibiotics what you're doing is essentially selecting the hardcore fungus basically you kill all the ones that are easy to kill and then the ones that are not easy to kill you forgot to murder and those guys grow up and then have babies so essentially you yeah, cultivate well, super fungus basically and don't forget the people that are selling and producing <coughs> these products only want you to buy more of that product That's true yeah so the same makers of the antibiotics and um and such it's the it's the pharmaceuticals of the plant world and in the same way that we are slowly becoming conscious to the toxicities of those heavy metals and um, random chemicals. So too are we discovering how toxic they are for the plants. The 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 illusion or the the um, gaslighting concept that all the elements are the same or or nitrogen is nitrogen is um, an insult to our intelligence. Oh, a lot of people don't have any idea. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm muted. Uh, A lot of people have no idea. The most common nitrogen in the atmosphere is what? N3? And that's one of the most difficult molecules to crack in the universe, apparently. Uh, Whereas uh, you have to do it in the soil at great expense or in a fucking star, apparently. Uh, Whereas nitrogen 1, nitrogen 2, those are a lot easier to uh, uh, absorb for a plant, but a lot more difficult to attain, even though there's... Oh, there's no sound? Can you guys hear me or no? He's like making, oh, okay. He's just making random sound, random. Why can't I hear you? That's so bizarre. I feel like I normally hear like some background sound, but now I don't hear it. Anyway, uh, regardless, uh, there's different kinds of nitrogen and they are definitely not the same. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, I guess that's it. Honestly, And it's not necessarily that the, the actual ion that the plant absorbs, say after it releases its superoxides and, and absorbs the chemicals, and the molecules that it needs that they're not similar however the process is completely different so the plants releasing of carbohydrates the plants releasing of those superoxides obviously is completely is a process that is eliminated when it's force-fed the ions and what does that mean what does it mean to give someone an iv drip from age 1 to 13 and not feed it any organic matter 
Yeah, in theory, you know, scientists always say that in theory you could feed somebody perfectly, but it seems like in reality that's not the truth. It seems like basically any organism, whether it's a pet dog or a human or a a plant in a freaking garden, seems to want to have a normal food, basically real, honest-to-goodness food, and and very much prefers it over uh, synthetic food. Uh, 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 Perhaps that's bias. I don't know. Perhaps there's a perfect synthetic diet out there for people and dogs alike, uh, but I haven't seen one, you know. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah, and I feel like there's um, a lot of in the herbal world. We consume the strongest plants, um, and and assume a lot of the the potency from these plants. Hmm. Um, the the genetic knowledge, the ancestral vigor, is is becomes a part of us. To, to, Isn't it amusing the, the, like what psychopaths we are, like uh, we eat onions and hot peppers and radishes and all kinds of weird food that most animals wouldn't even probably touch with a 10 foot pole, right? But we just basically enjoy these things for flavor. Like we put pepper on our food. Most animals would run away from pepper, right? It's so freaking bizarre. It gets into the discussion if you research Dr. Sebi and a lot of the um, alkaline natural paths where they discuss that a lot of the plant world is actually not healthy for us Hmm. Uh, a lot of certain herbs that we've uh grown accustomed to are actually not alkaline and the reason why they aren't alkaline is because they were they were produced their products of you know synthetic artificial insemination or um grafting or breeding techniques so such that these plants wouldn't survive in nature so they've lost their indigenous adaptogenic capabilities and they're no longer actually alkaline they're no longer beneficial to us and i'm not saying that you know don't consume anything that's not alkaline but what we're discovering is a lot of these highly highly hybridized plant species are actually toxic and um, when you get down to it, there's certain vegetables that actually we should avoid. And certain vegetables... What uh, vegetables, for example? Or do you know? Um, a lot of the common vegetables that we eat in the grocery store. Nightshade. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Nightshade is... A Hemlock. <laughs> a, a lot of these plants, like carrots, are, are hybridized from... Queen, Queen Anne's lace. Hmm. It, it's actually more beneficial for us to wildcraft the herbs that can survive in our environment that live outside than the things that are grown in a plastic tray under a LED light. Hmm. Um, so it really gets deep, you know, when you start to explore like what's truly beneficial for you. And, um, I am not against the idea of being able to have a a purely mineral-based diet, but I know that a lot of these chemical farmers are not pure, and they use chelation methodologies and chemicals that aren't natural and aren't mineral and don't exist in, in nature, and in my mind are just not necessary um i do believe that there's ways to do it correctly and that you could have water soluble nutrition 
uh, plant read readily available nutrition, such as you know what Organics Alive is accomplishing that goes through um, drip lines and can be totally dissolved in res, res in the reservoir. I think that that's pretty cutting edge. Um, and I, I like the companies that are creating nutrients that are organically and using the best techniques, whether it's KNF or or otherwise, amino acid chelation, um, nano encapsulation. I mean, there's a lot of technology out there that's organic. Um, I just don't think that, I just don't see that being used necessarily in the salt based world. Well, here's, here's something I would say. Okay, in the, in a hundred years ago or less, you know, the system stole the word natural. Because when you say organic, like organic chemistry, is actually, you know, like making of the salts, right? Most of the things in the salts are minerals, right? Mostly the same elements that is tried to be derived through what's organic, right? Even what you were saying earlier about the deep, deepness of it. Yeah, you know, we can't use the word natural because the, the corporations hijacked that a long time ago, it means nothing, right? But a lot of what we're talking about would be like a natural diet, natural growing, right? Oh, natural was already seized by the corporations or, or, or manipulated. So now we, we, we use the word organic, but sometimes I think, yeah, that's not really the right word. Because right. once you get into chemistry, yeah, in the language of chemistry, yeah, the word organic takes on a whole other thing. And that's what we're really talking about, like elementary levels of chemistry with plant nutrients and stuff. Some a little more complex, but in the scheme of chemistry, oh, it's it's the basic stuff. But but that's just a thought I have. Like a lot of yeah, like what people the lifestyle we're talking about or what you're talking about earlier. To me, that the word natural in its true meaning, that is what we're talking about. But if you know the history of the word natural, yeah, like Pillsbury and every damn fucking company figured it out ways to claim everything is natural. You go to the store. Everything says natural. It means nothing. Right. At least organic has some meaning at the moment. But sure. natural probably had a meaning, too. Like I, I, I've seen it over the years. Oh, the lines are blurred in this organic, right? I've seen organic Pop-Tarts. There's like they, the brand Pop-Tarts has like a couple boxes that they claim are organic Pop-Tarts. I'm like, now right. that that's the epitome of crazy that Pop-Tarts from Kellogg's, it has like a, uh, uh, an organic certification. Yeah, you know that and they don't even have to be full organic. They can still be like a few percentage not. And so the organic cert certification isn't perfect, but it is better than the natural certification, which never well, exists. Some, right. some of the products are going back and saying, hey, these are our first five ingredients or three ingredients. Like, I, like you have to pay more, but they're like 
saying, hey, this is the way we used to make it. You want to buy that? And now because like, oh, they, they like formulated and, and used like the other way of describing efficiency. Oh, yeah. They over the decades, everything was about Cost every penny. They, yeah. And that's why these companies are so giant. Right. They, they cut every corner you could imagine. Now it's just a cancer hole. Yeah, they they paid the most educated people. They hire them right out of the colleges and say, "Yeah, where can we shave a penny? Fuck a quarter of a penny." They funded those colleges. Yeah. So I, it's a, it's, it, it's a toxic um, Ponzi scheme that we're we're digging ourselves out of. But I do I do agree with you. Like, even the word organic is not perfect. I am bringing back natural. I like the word natural farming. I like the words natural healing. I think they do describe what we're attempting to. Yeah, I agree. It's like returning to the ancestral potency. We, when we had less, when, when we use less and we're simpler, we were more efficient. Um, Now that we are outsourcing our food, outsourcing our production of everything, and we're not, we're not sustainable and we it's not that hard to make your own soap it's not that hard to take care of yourself without relying on a chemical factory or company yeah but you know a lot of these simple things were taught to the like parents taught their children some basic shit like even if you only lived in an urban area oh have a little garden as a kid do these things yeah, less of, in this world of Instagram, kids at six years old getting phones and getting on whatever age. Yeah, I think that, that those little uh, lessons are not part of like where we're going anymore. <clears throat> or some people try to instill that. It's still out there, but not as much as it needs to be. There's certain, I think technology today though, is bringing back a lot of knowledge and yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I use it for, I'm constantly absorbing information. If it wasn't for that, it, they would just like, oh, they, they, their ultimate plan is just to get us all to be on this one thing and not question anything. Right. right? And all the, the, the computer is the thing where, oh, the truth is there. Even though there's lots of bullshit there, too, the truth is there. Yeah, slavery, slavery has been legalized, it seems, and, and it extends to into some really dark well, realms. Like, actually, I mean, that's like the way I, I, I've never worked. I'm 60, right? Yes. Right. Perfect. But, oh, I had friends that did stuff. But what I saw at COVID was when you said to everyone, hey, you got to fucking stay home. I forget how long that was. I know we'll just give you enough money to get by. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of people that from the time they were in high school got a job and were like programmed, right? Even though the job didn't even make them enough, like forget all that part. That's what they did. And when a lot of those people all of a sudden stayed home for a couple months and said, oh, this ain't bad, chilling a little bit. 
right? Well, that's why they couldn't, none of them went back to work. They're still having a problem getting enough people back to work <laughs> at those jobs, even though those jobs are paid more than ever, but still not enough to survive on. It's incredible. It's but that that's that programming. I think like, oh yeah, a lot of people just were like, yeah, fuck work. <laughs> Because, hey, you only live so many years. When you start getting older, you see it this way. Wow. If you spend 40 hours to 60 hours a week at some fucking job for whatever it is, even if you think you like it, right? Five <laughs> days a week, the traffic, the whole grind of it, and that's all you do. And still, you end up shortchanged at the end, right? Uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Somehow you got to do it on your own, which what what the, the the to me there's an issue like called local economy, mm -hmm. right? Bringing back the local economy. That's what it all starts. That's the engine that starts all the different independent type of businesses and jobs and and products. You know whether we're talking food and otherwise everything. Oh, but that's what they fucking got us with the with the the whole model of Amazon, Costco, and how many trucks on the road, and how fast they restock, and the distribution hub. They got, that's a hard one to bring back the local economy, but that that's the fucked up thing. That's how, that fucked everything up, in my opinion. Yeah, like uh, the, the, I guess, international, the globalist perspective, it has yeah. taken money out of the local economy, and basically devastated the population even with cannabis right it's all about mso's right it's all about right. getting this big distribution licensing that you would have thought like in Local places even operators. up in northern cal or in any state they would say yeah it's a local thing the producers need to be within whatever for this area no outside because ultimately when you when you know and understand like cities and counties and oh wait you want your money to stay in 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 your town you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yeah that's that's just going along with this what do you call it, global or whatever type of economy like oh it's all about who's going to be the first to be like the the multi-state you know 7-eleven or something like that it's disgusting and they say they they like to say that i'm greedy but I actually fight for independence and local sovereignty, and regenerative sustainability. Yeah, well, I'm down with this, what you're saying, because ultimately I've been first used to just hear the speeches from like Jack and all these people when we we're trying to legalize. They'd be at like the federal building. I went to a lot of those events. People need to remember what was said. Uh, by who but yeah we're like uh, the whole thing seems like it's like a bunch of sheep being led to slaughter and there's no there's no counterpoint there's no vo like oh we might talk about it but wait where is it where's the voice right why, the why are there no leaders that are standing up against this communist yeah because uh, even the, the people like oh i respect tim blake oh wait a minute he's right in front. he's in their pocket wait mm -hmm. Oh, Steve D'Angelo, oh, he's double in their pocket. Wait, oh, burner, oh, give me a break. 
he thinks he's worth billions already. That's just a bit, whatever it is, right? He's never but, bred oh, it. From this is like a real thing that's going to affect like forever. And we're not even putting up a fight. We don't even have a voice. There's not even a counterpoint. It's true. There's no, it's just what they're saying. Like even the perfect example of it, schedule, taking it down to schedule three. That's complete bullshit. Take it off schedule and put it as a supplement, a health supplement like all the other fucking herbs and shit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Keep the FDA out of it. Simple. There's not it. Do you hear that? No, no. Is there anyone? No. People that High Times said, oh, they pull. People are celebrating like 80% of our country thinks, yeah, Schedule 3 is a great idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those are things like even people in the legal cannabis business are thinking that's a good idea. If it doesn't come off scheduling altogether, which would probably just, it would end up being classified on taxes and in commerce as an herbal supplement, right? Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of things. A, it must be a long and ancient perfected technique to take some an essential nutrient away from the people and then sell it back to them. Yeah, that's what's it's happening. It's called capitalism. Yep. Yeah. It's not necessarily good for people. And hey, hey, I, I, I'm a realist because I, I, I protested a lot of shit over the years, right? Or was supported those things. And, and yeah, they just rolled right over us every fucking time. So the chances, but at least there was a fight. Somehow my, in these my last opinion, though, I, is that it, it may in not these be last few years, like there's, there's so much other noise about other drama and bullshit that like real shit, it's just being like, plowed so, through i don't know if like it's we're looking this way and they're just fucking locking things down the other way because i mentioned i mentioned communism and you mentioned capitalism i, I think it's tyranny and that yeah. capitalism and co communism like republican and democrat are just left foot right foot lockstep and you and essentially both sides are serving uh a tyrannical cartel that is um, seemingly completely ignorant of the needs of the individual and yeah in fact so much so that they will legalize tox toxins and and um, methods of, of uh, depopulation right so I, I well personally see, super you know what I, I also have noticed we, we have like these richest people right that are enormously rich like can you believe it? They're going to be a trillionaire. Holy shit. Right? <laughs> Unbelievable, right? But they all... Have you tried... They, all these watching... things, like, there's only, like, six of them that I can think of. But they all were just like, ooh, I started a book thing, reselling books. The next thing you know, I'm fucking Jeff Bezos, the richest guy. Oh, I'm Elon Musk. I pulled a few fucking stock moves once upon a time, and now I'm this. But you know what's also happening? The old guard, the real money people, most people that are real money people, they don't want anybody saying their name. They're not out there trying to be talked about. I don't so want to hear rich. about rich people on this show. There's, I don't right. see a point Those behind are the it. Unless it has something to do with cannabis, uh, uh, bud. Does it have something okay, to do with cannabis or not? We're talking like, you know, no, but yeah, it, it does because that investment well, is a discussion of how these industry plants were created. Hmm. Yeah, and 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 that in, in a short period of time, wreck or 
they took medical, which we we basically let them take and trade for rec. It's like five, six years old, okay? And and they're really close to saying, yep, it's just like it's just like Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Marlboro. Yep, it's those companies. That's 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 the that's the deal. Because that's their goal. Like, yeah, they see they 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 took all the other people's businesses, jobs, stores, everything. No, didn't even think twice about it. So so far, like for example, I'm I'm battling um, canopy growth, right, and cookies, and they're funded by Corona um, really? uh, Constellation wow. Brands, and so oh, I, I mean, they gave them four billion dollars, right? Wow. And um, I've taken I'm taking these guys on pretty much single handedly. But what is what the truth is that they made poor investments and they uh, I'm not saying that they're not going to have success, you know, claiming market share. But they all invested in this this chemical toxic grow method that is essentially keep people are moving away from cannabis because of it. People don't want to smoke that weed. It's giving them anxiety and panic attacks. It's. Um, yeah, you hear about that. Uh, uh, oh, it's not endometriosis. What is it called? Cannabis hypermesis syndrome, something like that. Yeah, you hear about it all the time. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but, uh, but all those brands, like yeah. the ones, it, to me, they're there. They're the introductory company. They're targeting, even though that's a fine line, right? They're targeting like youth, not underage, of age. 21 22 20 they that's their market that's their guarantee if you did stats on who goes in those stores and pays for shit from them it's it's that's their thing oh 21 to so 25 the at the and then those people gradually like get hip and 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 realize oh i ain't buying that shit that's just a bunch of bullshit there's better things well what there's no mature market there's no target that actually um there's no you know product that targets the mature connoisseur or some someone that doesn't want to see fruity labels and doesn't want to be you know laughed at. i mean it's a joke to be honest to be buying happy meals hmm. I, I well i don't want I, i've seen I, i've seen the metric book the legal no, everything's book, pie, right? cake, and, candy, and, 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 whatever the fuck. California, it's all children's right? flavors. Yeah. Even if you were a store that said, "Yeah, no, I'm going to be a connoisseur store, like a cigar store, whatever." There's that's not what's in the the book of things you can order, right? It's just all this, right? Oh, it's every name in the book. It's all the hype strength, but there's not like oh, and one because there's no price. Like, it's not like, oh, real connoisseur stuff, like even like alcohol, cigars. Oh, there's a premium price for a premium product. The, 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 usually a lot more than the cheap shit, right? Or the regular stuff. In cannabis, at the wholesale level, oh, no. There, there's no that. There's no like, yeah, I know we pay this much for this. But, oh, if you bring us this, we'll give you that. No, they they. They, there's no market for it so no one produces it <clears throat> so the stores and not the like they used to be when it was during the medical days where that you could bring in a of you know your best and they would pay for it 
Yeah, and that's what drove like why people went to one store or one place over another, and yeah. Well, that's why they're having a difficult time competing against the quote unquote underground market, you know, or the unlicensed market because the the true connoisseurs, the people that know, have their sources, and. I mean, ultimately, there's that huge red tape that's preventing, you know, the um, small to independent um, mid-sized farmers and clearing the market. And uh, that's well, criminal. Um, I, I, I don't know a lot, but I think it's like this. The hot shots at a business school today that are handling this big investment in cannabis, they call this the Amazon model, where... Oh, Amazon fucking lost money, hundreds of millions of dollars for years. But right? they built value through the stock. Okay, you, you know, and oh, they undercut the numbers. So they, yeah, you bought all this stuff there, but they, they were losing money. But oh, it didn't matter. We'll get it in the back end. Why the price of yeah. pounds are so low. The, 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 legal, the legal cannabis thing has a big problem. It's called the traditional market homes the ease of growing your own weed right to overcome that we're being lowballed like the price is so low it's worked like people wrote about it a couple years ago they called it extinction event so many people got yeah just shut stop producing people i knew that were fuck 15 years 20 years right oh because when the it wasn't necessary that the price got low. That's a problem. <clears throat> the demand was like bouncy. And that was the problem. Right? No matter how good. Like you can say whatever. Oh, it's good. It, it, these are people that have been doing it a long time at decent scale. Um, yeah. They just one after another threw in the towel. Even myself kind of. I had some circumstances, but. I had those in the past. I just bounced to somewhere else. But yeah, the numbers won't don't make it like, no, why? Okay, so this leads me to my next question for Michael. What is he looking for for this new coming year? What is there anything special that you're working for? Are you looking for? not just working to create that strain, but mm. possibly, you know, find that next one out there. And if so, what are you looking for this year? What are you hunting for, shall we say? I've been growing, I've, we're phenol hunting many many lines um sometimes i don't always go into it with any in intention like strong intention because i've discovered that i work better on through the the will of the creator rather than through my own i follow my intuition um oftentimes when i reach into the inventory or our archives 
it's with no presumption or assumption or intention whatsoever but to have you know the most high work through me to bring about what's next i can't tell you what's next uh i've never sought a strain it's always been given to me and i've never asked for anything but to show the finest work through my art and my craft so if history is any proof of what my what the future might hold it's going to be extraordinary um I don't really have like a hype answer for the future, except that I can promise that everything I do will be rooted and founded in integrity and honesty. And I will be putting my, my fullest amount of care into everything I do and into every plant. We, I strive for exceptional quality the plants that i will breed with will be the plants that show me that they are the plants that deserve to be bred with i'm not going to force anything to happen um historically that's how i bred um i let i kind of let the plants and nature and i i say god but i i it can be many other names it he she the the creator of this universe is the highest power um we have where i am today it's it's only by the grace of god and so with his if with his guidance I do believe that we will be manifesting some of the most beautiful and most extraordinary expressions that humanity has ever seen. I have a strong team working with me. Um, I'm seeking to empower all my partners. I'm seeking to put our absolute love and intention into every seat. And what will come is is unknown but i i do believe it will be the very very best um furthermore along that question something more concrete we have many 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 lines that we've already selected and finalized and have the finest examples and in, in clone and tissue culture form i plan on executing those on an international level everything that i've intended for has come to pass my desire when i first started was that i would never have to seek an investor that they would come find me i'm still 100 percent owner and 100 percent independent 
that I get calls daily. And the most integ integrity driven, integrity minded individuals will be my partners. And we will be producing the finest quality internationally. Bar none. Nobody has uttered these words before me, thousand dollar gram. I have a vision that's far beyond anybody has ever fucking tried. And so far I've been able to do it independently. I look forward to having, you know, the partners that have built the infrastructure, gotten the licenses, made the connections and put in the incredibly difficult process of making it all happen. Um, I intend to align with the, the individuals that are moral and that see an, a regenerative future for humanity and want to empower people with the finest inputs, the most nutrient dense, the most adaptogenic, the most bioenergetic frequencies that we can produce to heal humanity and bring back the ancestral potency. That's all I care about. I want to see people reach their 100%, their Kundalini activated and um, to be anointed. And that's, that's echoing the energy of Jack and Eddie and the leaders of this cannabis community that some of which are no longer with us, but the, the vision is still clear and the people are still here. So I think that if we continue to, you know, focus on healing ourselves, focusing on making our micro craft grows the most efficient and the most high quality and the most reflective of the most high, essentially a temple, I, I believe that we will succeed over their toxic warehouses. And that's the future, is the beauty that's being held back. Um, I, do, I do believe that there are good people out there at all levels that are going to be part of this future vision. Um, the parasites are over, and I truly believe that. Oh, by the way, uh, someone oh, in the I... chat's asking, is that an elephant? Is what an elephant? Is there an elephant there? That'd be cool if there was. No, I've got like a swarm of uh, dragonflies oh, around really? my house. Cool. I mean, there's like 30 of them. Did you know that the dragonfly is the animal with the highest kill ratio of any animal? Uh, every single hunt they make, <laughs> they have a 99% chance of coming back with at least one kill. Hey, there's even an airplane. Isn't that lucky, too? Have dragonflies flying around? I mean, now that you know how many insects they murder, like that, those those dragonflies are mopping up right there, basically. That's like a gang of dragonflies. <laughs> That's like the dragonfly cartel right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we just talking about? We were talking about. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm 
for interrupting that. Well, that's all right, actually, Captain. You've had some uh, uh, you've had some great questions, honestly. Um, yeah. Gosh, it's it's very difficult for me to kind of imagine the the cannabis marketplace of the future because uh, of, honestly, it's it's been challenging uh, for me to break through or even meet people who I felt weren't kind of scumbags in many cases. Uh, uh, I've thought many times about just basically <laughs> leaving it altogether and just growing for myself, basically, right? So uh, it's interesting to hear you be so optimistic about the the future of cannabis. It's Perhaps it's my fault. It's difficult for me sometimes to think that there will be this amazing flourishing of uh, connoisseur scene because it's so much easier to visualize kind of what Bud was saying. I, I, I hate to I hate to agree with him. You know, it's, it's not like I dislike Bud, but like I hate to agree with that 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 vision of the future. But it's realistic that Walgreens and fucking I don't know. The, ironically, Walgreens and Rite Aid and those companies are not doing well. But you know what I mean? Like one of those pharmacies, you're gonna get it at a Costco pharmacy or something. You're gonna get your freaking eighth of weed at goddamn car- Costco pharmacy and it's going to be five different strains that were grown in guadalajara in a warehouse somewhere and brought here through the the north american mexican free trade whatever they call it now uh and it's going to have nothing to do with craft quality connoisseurship anything there's potentially not even going to be a, a market for it you know like we connoisseurs and lovers of cannabis are a rounding error on the people who uh, use cannabis and so people just don't even think about us you know where where is the sense to be optimistic am i completely off base with that or uh, uh what do you think what do you think about the future um well because i've i've never let anything stop me from success i've also never let um the infrastructure or the system slow me down um i've always found a way to breathe and, and climb up to the top. I think that that um, it's all about tenacity and, and adapt- adaptability. Um, I believe a lot of it I get from my herbs. Uh, GGGnatural.com if you want to check them out. <laughs> but I do, I will say that when you're on the cutting edge and when you're looking at the amount, the how many people are having success, and how many people are able to um, create <clears throat> disruptive uh, technologies and, and new creative ideas out of nothing, uh, you have more optimism. And you also know that um, the future is not pharma. You also know that the future is not Target or Walmart. Um, and if you were thinking about the technologies, the technological solutions, then you would also be more optimistic because I have the solutions. Um, I know how to create local economy. I know how to create regenerative economy. I know how, uh, I have 50 ideas that are billion dollar ideas right now. I just need uh, investors. I'm not gonna just share all of them, but I could easily transform a neighborhood into a sustainable economy. I could. I, it's just not hard. We already have all the technology. You just have to have the willpower and um, the leisure to be able to do these things. We're all uh, working so hard to make so little, but it's because we're all competing against each other. And and so far, everyone was competing at the same price points. Um, I'm I'm not here to say like, hey, everyone just like try to do a luxury brand. That's not necessarily it, but do something different um the blue ocean strategy is the idea that if everyone's swimming in one part of the ocean swim in the part where there nobody's at 
You know, there's so many creative solutions. You have to be creative, though. You have to use the right brain. Logic is not going to get you anywhere. It's the, it's not the left, it's the right. So a lot of, I, I like mentioning this, but a lot of our society is based on legal laws, logic. That's all left brain. Learn, learn to stimulate the right hemisphere and get the creative ideas. All the answers are here. The, the, all the problems we see are billion dollar ideas waiting to be solved. And so that's the perspective that I have. I'm super optimistic because of all the profound successes that we've had and the accomplishments we have had in our own healing experience with our own regenerative health experiences, um, with the amount of new technology that we're discovering every day that is, that like, I mean, I'm like, just, we're, we're, we tend to be like five to 10 years ahead of our curve, ahead of the curve. But I, I never look, I don't look at an incomplete system as, as a, um, as anything to be disappointed about. I'm, I, I understand that we weren't born into a perfect system. And I, I understand that there's a lot of cartel activity. Um, I forgive them. But that doesn't mean that I'm not here to defend myself. And that doesn't mean that I'm not here to provide the solutions when they're cl as clear as day. And so when I look at the dispensary shelf and I see those five brands that are that occupy every dispensary and and there's only one or two selection selections for you know every item and i see that as an opportunity not a threat um when i see that there's no independent craft mid-size small size growers in the market i see those as opportunities i know that at this point it's a point of suffering but don't let it be there's billion ways you can adapt to the um but, you know one one quick thing I, you made me think yeah you know who's worse than the cartels the sharks on wall street and that's a cartel how, yeah exactly a and, definition and the, of a cartel is a group of companies that work together to fix prices yeah when they lowered the prices of all the pounds to under 1200 it was a decision made by a cartel yeah that's that's i don't think it's going to ultimately is going to get them where they want because the, the thing is is you people people like us oh we have tenacity that isn't going to fall for that bullshit ultimately it also, might look it might look like things aren't perfect right now but oh no the human spirit always wins out a thousand especially percent. with cannabis especially with the power of cannabis we're the most creative and a lot of the technologies and all the ideas that the mso's have come from us all the, the newest probiotic methods are coming from our industry and they're and they're going viral the i'm electric sure it's at, at, at some ceo level of like these big corporate a few times they've had meetings with this comes up they don't give a shit about us or our kids. 
they're targeting those kids, your kids' is kids' generation for what they got. Because you still got to remember, oh, a hand-trimmed product. It, it, the, it isn't like other agriculture products that you can produce <clears throat> pretty relatively cheap. Ultimately, this is a... Uh, uh, but that doesn't stop them. You know what I mean? That doesn't stop them, right? So, yeah, I don't think they... They're not playing for now. They're they're playing the long game. And those, you know, that that's not some easy fucking thing. <laughs> the other, that's the why other, I don't grow outside Thailand. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I I had fights with mites indoors, where I mommed out plants and grew them outdoors at the same property, and they How never had any mites outside. Even though had they the had mites when they went outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, so one of the ways to get that, because I, the mites are getting stronger, whether they've been bred or to be more virulent. They, or no, the failed products that, that, that we've given them for like 30 fucking years that I know of. Right. Soap? That Like a lot Soap of them are control products. Right. So they're not really going to be effective in eradication. So then over time, motherfuckers evolve. That's uh, so things that sure. we used to wipe these motherfuckers out. Uh, they're yeah, like they, giving them a bath and they're just like, yeah. they just take it off and they keep going. But I will yeah. say you, you want to add like maybe an ounce or up to two ounces per gallon start light of rubbing alcohol or, yeah. or you know, and that will dissolve their, um, you know, outer shell. And also it'll, it, kills the eggs so yeah that's very that's a very efficient soap and an iso and and you know i i would use those things but i would use neem and even the the azeractin or whatever that called the neem derivative because right. when you talk about life cycle that was one thing and over yeah that's the biggest end battle and that neem is that's how what it affects it makes them that they can't fucking uh reproduce like you know neem isn't just going to kill adults and shit that gets them drunk right kind of i've looked at them at scope under scopes after spraying neem oh but it does fuck with the life cycle and so if you have no, a regi regimented attack like every couple days a different spray yeah bio neem or fuck there's so many products Neem, you could use the real neem, but yeah, it's not emulsified. It's a little tougher to get full penetration. Do you know that neem is a uh, a male reproductive um, control, birth control? Yeah, I've heard a lot of different things, but I mean, ultimately, healthy plants without any of that, any of those ailments, is the best way to go. When, when. Um, you're in a battle for your 
yeah, it's a battle, right? Like there's, you know, I have to say, you know, I used plant therapy for a long time. It, it kind of was a good control product, seemed pretty clean. But, and, and I I was given a lot of that Athena a couple years ago, but I didn't, I didn't run the food, but a couple times to realize, oh, fuck that shit. But their bottle of the shit called IPM, which is, you know, their, oh, it's like a formulated oil thing. It has, it's not, it's better than plant therapy. And you can, make your own, you can make your own all of that. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to say plant could. therapy is literally a horticultural oil with soybeans and freaking uh, peppermint oil. It's, it's literally nothing. And everybody's like, oh, plant therapy, plant therapy, plant therapy. I'm and just like, don't forget the alcohol. Oh, and alcohol. But and just, an just emulsifier. You, they, 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 yeah. you know, the, they got a little bit of emulsifier in there for the oil. Alcohol like, emulsifies oil. And so does soap. Yeah. So a, a lot of these things, and then you just get, you, you can make your own um, essential oil emulsify you can emulsify essential oil with uh potassium silicate hmm. which is pretty common yeah like i've always just looked at all the products as a convenience right and i i, I love working with these products because they are experts like the and a lot of these guys have put in a lot of research um, some products, like you're saying, have become defunct because the bugs are just getting too strong. But um, I've always found plant therapy to be pretty good. That Lost Coast and, and Greener Clean. Um, yeah. Well, the it, Greener Clean is just more like Lost Coast with a little bit of alcohol in it. That's the difference in that one. It, that one has some alcohol in it. It actually and it is, doesn't have the essential oil. And so... Um, what I found between testing these products and playing around with stuff is that, like, for example, um, you know, it could burn a pistol, uh, the, the plant therapy, because of the peppermint. Whereas, like, if you take the peppermint out, you're going to be it's not going to burn any pistols. Not that I would recommend spraying it. <laughs> but these are just things that, you know, I figured. But we out. all like if you've grown for any length of time. It's just, it's not a matter of it, if, it's when, right? Because, oh, I've grown for a lot of, long time, over 30 fucking years. I think I went like almost 10 years, never had any fucking problem. And then the first battle with mites that, whew, man, that, that one was like to the, it, it went on for a long time because there wasn't much information. <clears throat> Even that was what initially first drew me to look at, the forums i somehow like or searched or whatever i guess it was google and it led to these forums like thc farmer and overgrown oh and there was like good discussions about uh ipm way back like like where that was the first time there was like other than that it was just what they said at the store you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah there were so little the lack of knowledge that was in our industry is incredible and and just over the last decade so much has come out and i'm i'm still learning every day i i research all the time i love all the people that are putting out new information i mean i think that's really what it's about we we're we're still getting better every day yeah we this it's just amazing all the different flavors and 
you know, like when, when we talk about bugs, right? I think that's also a source of optimism. For example, um, I've overcome every bug. I've overcome every disease. I've, there is no plant disease I haven't seen before. You know, there, I've yeah. had them. We've, we've, I've traded with some of the dirtiest growers. I've, I've worked with the, the most chemically treated plants, the most immune deficient plants. I've worked with 30 year old cuts or older. I've regenerated cuts that were, you know, basically near death. And all of these are, are, you know, basically instances that I gain confidence from because what I see when I see humanity is I see, oh, we have a problem. Let's burn the garden down. Oh, we have a problem. That guy, he passed. Oh, we have a problem. And, you know, we have to treat it chemically. Well, in my world, we don't have those problems. And when, and, and when, when, and if we do have a problem, we treat it organically and we resolve them and we have success and through our process we not only have learned to become um to how to um be regenerative and sustainable and make the products ourselves but to make them better and then ultimately like i believe i have a garden that's uh knock on wood the impenetrable that while i may see issues once in a while that there's no problem that i can't eliminate completely and resolve and I think that that's the goal and goal for all humanity. If we can treat a garden, a, a body of plants perf perfectly organically, why can't we treat a body of people? And if we have solutions for all plant life through nature, why don't we have solutions for all of human, human life through nature? Those blinks are are opportunities for our generation to fill that gap, to demand that those gaps be filled and to ultimately, you know, have a say in how the future is set because what worked in the past isn't going to work in the future. And we certainly aren't going to repeat the mistakes of the past. And I think that's what's going to protect us from any parasitic force because we have the solutions and that's what brings me optimism because through cannabis we've solved all problems on a micro scale now put us on a macro level trees are in green the ocean is gray sky is a vague blue come away my room is a mess it could use a hand my favorite tv shows to capture in i know my scatter Get back in the fight This can't be a surprise I think I'll let it slide